Welcome to Psychic Cowgirl Radio. This is your host, Reverend Shannon, the Psychic Cowgirl. I want to let you know that my intention with this show is to share information, practical cowgirl wisdom, and tools to aid you on your personal development journey. I have a bachelor's degree in metaphysics. I am an ordained minister with the Canadian International Metaphysical Ministry. I'm also a hypnotherapist, past life regression therapist, and an Akashic Record Reading Practitioner. I'm a natural born intuitive and psychic. It is genetic. I see and feel energies and connections. I use my talents and education to help clients become more aware of their own patterns, intuition, blocks in their life, and then to tap into energies to create what is their personal dream life. I believe in divine guidance, karma, and that intentions are key to any situation. I do offer clarity and understanding from a soul-level perspective when you work with me. At times, a little guidance is all that we require to step into our power and move forward in our lives. You can find out more about me on my website, www.psychiccowgirl.com. I also have a Facebook page, Psychic Cowgirl, and I'm on Twitter as the Psychic Cowgirl. Please share any comments or questions. Through my Facebook page, I do answer the messages, or you could email me, Shannon at PsychicCowgirl.com. I look forward to hearing from you all, and let's begin today's show. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, January 28th. Can you believe this month is almost over? Traditionally, I have found January being one of the longest months after the excitement of December. Not this one. It went by so quickly. Dun, dun, dun. See, our world is changing. 2015 is going to be interesting. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So, today we are going to talk about being sensitive and being clairsentient, being empathic, and all that stuff. Um, It was interesting because I have slowed my life down over the last few months because it was just getting to be too much. I just was juggling too much. And as you know, if you've been listening, I sold my store and I just slowed things down so I could spend more time with my family and with the cows and the horses and the cats and everything that goes on with my ranch. Now, one of the gifts in that is that I have been really able to tune in and pay attention to what's going on in my world and in globally. I don't know, the energies have just become clear, mostly because I have a lot less distractions, right? And so one of the gifts for it has um, come with this radio show. So I've been doing this radio show for three years. And before, like in the the first couple years, I know, slow learner, I would um, pick topics, I would schedule them ahead of time, I would, you know, kind of script some things. I would get all prepared. And then sometimes I'd have to change it because things would be going on and it seemed like it was more important to talk about that. And so it kind of got irritating because, you know, I was stuck in this business mode where I had to do what I said I was going to do. So if I scheduled shows, I stuck to it even if I you know, wanted to change it. And I'm not sure why I decided it had to be that way, mostly because I'm surmising. I do have a business background. I 
was an accounting major in business school. And so I have a lot of those patterns that, you know, are taught in business. And then they conflict with my intuitive, psychic, metaphysical part where I just want to be flexible and go with the flow. This happens to me often, and I spend a lot of time figuring it out and untangling how this fits together. So it makes me really good at business, but it makes me conflicted at times with marketing and, and all of this stuff. Anyways, my point, and I you know, ramble, as we all know, my point to this is, so I decided not to schedule radio shows too far in advance. In fact, I haven't even scheduled the next one because I want to see what's going on in our world first, and then I'll get hits, usually in the form of three, as to what's pertinent to talk about. So today, the being sent sensitive and clairsentient and empathic and all of that happened three times, actually more than three, between clients and friends and family members. I had a lot of questions about this, and I'm like, okay, got it. This way, if they're all feeling it, it must be something in our world, so it's good to talk about so people can get information. Because, I mean, with this radio show, yes, it's a form of advertising, and I'm always you know, one of the end games of doing this is to get clients and help more people, all of that. And that is always secondary to me. I know sometimes I wonder why I took business because I feel like I don't always do it right. Anyways, um, what's most important to me with this radio show is to get information out there. My bottom line life purpose soul mission is to help people understand that they have the answers within themselves. You got this. You do. If you just can learn to trust yourself and understand your own guidance system, understand how you tap into the universe, understand how you get information, that's my bottom line. I remember years ago someone asked me, so what happens when you have accomplished this? I'm like, woohoo! it would be a fabulous world, and I'll find something else to do. If everybody is able to tune in, tap in, understand, and trust themselves, fabulous. So fabulous. In time right now, the energies are crisp and clear and obvious if you know how to tune into yourself. <clears throat> so let's talk about that. So how often are you told, oh, you're just so sensitive? Remember getting bristly? hearing that because it's like really <laughs> no you're just a jerk i'm not too sensitive yeah that, that was my answer sometimes i didn't know that there was a name for it i didn't know it was being clairsentient or being an empath i was just too sensitive you need a thicker skin how often have you heard that because one of the challenges of being sensitive, clairsentient, and empath is that we do feel everything. And that can be harsh. It can be really harsh. But it's also one of the gifts, right? So I found that the best thing I could do for myself after, you know, finding the information that there's actually a word for this, it's being highly sensitive. And Elaine Aaron has a really great book, Highly Sensitive People. I, th I believe she has one for adults and one for kids. I would read both because lots of times for sensitive people, things happen in our childhood that wound us harshly because the people around us didn't understand, and neither did we. Um. Reading her book helped things make sense in my world, so I'd highly recommend that. Now, one of the things that people ask me often is, how do I know? How do I know if I'm an empath? How do I know if I'm clairsentient? Well, let me tell you. Okay, so I want you all to take a nice breath in. And out. Okay, so let's go through this. Because I have found that um, going through this 
and finding out you're an empath, it rocks your world a little, right? Because it it opens some doors, but it also validates some things that you just wish weren't true. Like picking up on other people lying. Because when you realize how often it happens, and here's the deal, it's not because they're bad people. Lots of the times they're not even intentionally doing it or consciously doing it. It's become a pattern, and they just don't know any better. So one of the key things, then, is to not take things as personally. I mean, you have to sort through it, but taking everything personally, it, it makes for a difficult world. Just just does. Okay. So let's start with being clairsentient. So if you have the talent of clairsentience, Here's some of the things that will be key for you. Do you notice how you feel? And you'll get those gut feelings or you'll feel it in your body or in your emotions around people. Do you feel immediately comfortable? Do you get that comfortable? Do you feel amused? Do you feel freaked out? Do you feel like they're just not in alignment with you and they, you know, might be kind of a less than stellar person for you to hang out with. (laughs) I have a story about that. So I met someone a few years ago at uh, a children-based activity, and she was one of the people putting on this children-based activity. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting to me because she doesn't seem like the type of person that enjoys this. It's an interesting career choice because she wasn't engaging with the kids. She wasn't happy to be there. In fact, I heard her talking more about the boob job she had received than actually anything pertaining to the activity with the kids. I mean, luckily she wasn't with the kids at that time. She was over with some of her coworkers, and I'm thinking, you know, I don't really think that's appropriate. You're here as a representative of this organization, but you know what? Each to his own. I just thought, you know, I don't get a a warm, fuzzy, she likes what she's doing feeling from this person. And I just, you know, it's interesting because really it didn't affect me one way or the other at that time. Well, fast forward a couple years, and we ended up sort of working together on a project, kind of. And she is um, not in alignment with me. She was bristly. And she immediately made comments trying to make me feel like I had to explain myself to her or that I had to – she's trying to make me uncomfortable. And I'm like, what is this about? We're supposed to be working together for the better with this project. Why would you react that way? What's the deal? I mean, bottom line is it's just simply her insecurities – And I can appreciate that. But I had to take a step back and decide, you know, if I'm going to butt heads with someone over a project that I'm volunteering for, do I really want to? Is it in my best interest? Is it worth it to me? And I thought, yeah, I want to give this a shot. You know, being an empath and sensitive, you don't want someone else to feel uncomfortable, even if they make you feel uncomfortable. I know, totally self-sabotaging, but it's what we do. And so I tried. I did my best. But she was just, you know, we just really weren't in alignment in the way we conducted ourselves. And I had to take a step back again and say, no, I'm not doing this. Because, you know, when, when you're working on a project and it's just making you cranky, you have to really examine if it's worth it or not. So I, you know, did my usual meditations and, and tuning in and figuring out the best way to handle this, and I just simply took a step back. I let everyone know I, you know, had other fish to fry. I was taking a step back on this. And the beautiful part is other people stepped up and are doing way better than I did. So perhaps my taking the role I did for that amount of time simply opened the space for them to be able to step in. 
and they probably get along better with her. I actually ran into her recently, and she just pulled this little move to deliberately (laughs) be in my face and rude, and I'm like, wow. The beauty of it, though, I don't even think she realizes she does it. I think this is just her way of navigating her world, and I can respect that and be tolerant of it, but I do not have to engage in it. Huge, huge for an empath to decide whether you want to engage in something or not. You do have the choice. You have to be really aware of your own energy and what constitutes self-care for you. And sometimes it's saying no or stepping away from projects. Even if you believe in them and you can see that it would be beneficial, you have to come first. You really have to come first. Okay. So back to how to tell if you're clairsentient. So if you think about a vacation you took, what stands out most in your memory? Is it the peaceful, romantic, restful, or exhilarating feelings associated? Then you're clairsentient. Um, One more. When you initially meet someone new, what's the first thing you tend to notice? That's the how you feel around them. Like, do you get that into it? I already said that one. So where's the other one? There we go. I had a really weird email this morning, so if I sound a little bit distracted, that's why. Because being sensitive and empathic, when you receive a piece of information, It's never one piece of information. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? There's always energies attached to it. There's always um, deciphering, translating, figuring out what they're saying, what they truly mean. If this happens to you, you are seriously sensitive, could even be clairsentient, and definitely empathic. And if you jump around a lot, like I do, yeah, it's the energies. And when the energies are sizzly and exciting, you can think you have ADHD, but really there's just so much going on and you're getting so much stimulus, so much information, that you have to take a step back, take that nice big breath, and figure out how you want to move forward. Baby steps, always baby steps because we can go from clear focus to overwhelmed in 14 seconds. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? And you're like, whoa, okay. So then, again, take that step back, take those nice breaths, and then proceed, because we can do this to ourselves. So basically, anything... if. Feeling things is your go-to. Is that If that's how you navigate your world, you are sensitive and you have clairsentience. And that just means clear feeling. Clairsentience sounds way more professional, though, doesn't it? <laughs> so use that word. Throw it around. Enjoy it. Okay. Now, I don't see a huge difference between being sensitive, clairsentient, and empath, probably because I have traits of all three if you broke them down. Um, Lots of us do. So there is a difference between empathic and being an empath, though. One of them, you feel everything from everything, and the other one, it's mostly external stimuli. You don't feel it in your body as much, but we'll get to that if we get to it. Because as we know from the radio show, sometimes I don't get to everything that I have planned to talk about, even if I talk fast. (laughs) All right. So there's tons of information on the Internet. Google traits of an empath. Google being an empath. Read those articles. Because being empathic, when you read something that is right for you, you feel that hit usually in your solar plexus area as a truth. And it can feel like a nudge. It can feel like a click. It can feel like a aha moment. That is one of the reasons when I have clients and we're talking about them being an empath, I send them to research. 
Because also being an empath, if you figure it out yourself, it's so much more powerful than someone telling you. Which is interesting because when we have these traits, we want a mentor. We want someone to guide us. We want someone to navigate it for us and tell us, yet we hate it. We get bristly. Even though we want someone to tell us who we are, how to live, all that stuff, we want that mentor, and we often don't find it. We'll find collaborators and people that can help us for a while, but we won't find that mentor to be our mentor for our life because we, we can't. We don't like it, even though we think we want it. See how we conflict ourselves so much? Because it's not a straightforward energy, because it is energy. Okay, so here's some traits. You ready? Being in public places are totally overwhelming. If I have to go out in crowds, I spray smudge my shoes. And if you're looking for spray smudge, I still have some products left in the store because some I can't live without, and that is one of them. You can contact me and I can mail you some. It's not even that expensive, and it lasts a long time. I spray my shoes. If I'm online a lot and I start to get irritated with it, you know, because there's so much information or people are saying things and you just wish they'd hush, it's not them, it's you. Spray smudge your computer and get offline for a while. As much as we love research and all the information, we can go again from clear, focused, happy to overwhelmed and irritated in 14 seconds. It's just how we roll. Um, Let's see. Feeling others' emotions and taking them on as your own. This is another huge one. How often will you be just going about your day? And here's the deal. When other people are happy and we pick on their happy, we're good with it. We don't even register. It's just woohoo. But when it's the cranky or the angry, we register it. And we're like, whoa. Why am I angry? And we can always find a reason. I mean, we're human. We have this range of emotions, and we can say to ourselves, oh, yeah, I'm probably cranky because the kids aren't feeling well and we were supposed to go skiing tonight, and now we can't. Like, you can always find a reason. But I'm here to tell you this. If you're going about your day and you're not even thinking about anything like that, and it all of a sudden feels like a hit, like all of a sudden you're angry and your claws come out and you snarl, and you're like, whoa, where'd that come from? That is from somebody else. What do you do? You say, is this my energy? And then you zip your chakras. Start at your pelvis, zip as if you're zipping your jacket over your head. And if you're in a public place, because you know, you're at work or in a crowd, just visualize the zipping and then say in your mind, is this my energy? And if it's not, which lots of times it isn't, you'll know. It will go away. I remember one time, my, I share this story all the time, but my husband was um, taking um, classes, and he was at Nate in Edmonton, and he was having a rough morning. A class got canceled, and he got all cranky about it, was stomping around. Meanwhile, I was stomping around the house trying to, you know, be mad about something, and I'm like, what is this? Is this mine? I don't think so, and then it went away. So when he called at lunchtime to check in on how things were going with the cows and stuff, I said, did you have a bad morning? And he's like, no, no, I'm good. And then after we were talking for a few minutes, he's like, oh, yeah, wait a minute. I was mad this morning because my class was canceled and I could have went and did this and I blah, 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 and I was stomping around. I'm like, yeah, I knew that. So because we know this about each other now, if he's having some really chaos, he'll phone me and say, okay, this is going on, so if you're picking up on it, I just need you to know. I know, what a good guy, hey? Otherwise, I'll be blah. Um, I, lots of times, I'll uh, get the nudge to go to the school, check on the kids. I struggle with this one because I don't want to be the helicopter mom there all the time. But sometimes, there's a reason. Um, one of them was just because I needed to go pick up the kids because one of my children was having a rough day. So you have to navigate those, right? If you can 
pick up whose energy it is. Just see who who pops into your energy, who pops into your mind. And, you know, me going to the school and picking them up after school was exactly what he needed, and it made him feel better, and it was perfect. But if I didn't do that, it would still be okay. This being intuitive, it's like a muscle, and you have to practice with the energies and figure it out for yourself. I wish there was a guidebook and a manual for everybody. There isn't. It's personal. It's navigation. It's understanding energies. It's figuring it all out. Okay, some other ones. You sensitive, empathic, clairsentient people. TV. TV can be tricky. Watching the news can be devastating. You just want to curl up and cry. So pick and choose. Lots of empaths, myself included. I can't watch the news. I I can read things on the Internet, but having all the stimuli from a TV, it doesn't work. I will fast forward through violence on shows if if it shows up. Because there is a couple that I really enjoy, um, and they do have violent pieces, and I either walk out of the room for that part or I just block it. I do something. If it's PVR, I just fast forward. That way I still get the rest of the show, but I don't have to do that part because it doesn't serve me. So you know when someone's not being honest. If a friend or loved one is telling you lies, you know it. Although, again, I, like I said earlier, try not to focus on this because they may not even be aware that they are. Maybe they're just in an energy of trying to figure something out. They may not even realize it themselves. And you drawing attention to it is not helpful. You know, sometimes speaking what you see as the truth is not a good idea. Because they have their own journey. Right, And if you are going to bring this to their attention because you're hurt by it and you feel personally kind of attacked that they lied to you, that's not the right energy. Because what if they don't even realize? If you can bring it up, though, from a place of, you know, I don't understand why you did this. Can you, like, help me? That's different. You know, it's like <sighs> gossip. If the intention behind the gossip or the information is to hurt someone and make yourself feel better, that is different than trying to understand because people do weird things. And it's not, I don't feel it's gossip if someone does something that's a little outrageous or a lot outrageous and you're talking about it because you just really don't understand why. If your intention is to make them look bad and to make yourself feel better, that is the malicious kind of gossip. If it's to understand and try to, you know, figure out if you could be helpful to them in some way, that has a completely different energy, doesn't it? This being human, it's tricky, isn't it? Um, Another thing that can happen to empaths is you'll pick up other people's physical stuff. Sharing colds. How, I mean, let, and being a mom, this happens, right? How often when your kids are sick will you get sick? Because we want to take it for them. And if you're an empath, you can do it. Be aware. Be careful. This is why self-care for empaths is so very important. You will have those days where energetically you need to curl up on the couch, in a blanket, watch a movie or read a book. Now, I mean, if you have a job that you have to go to every day and stuff, it's not always, you know, convenient to do that. So do it when you get home. Even if you carve out two hours to do that self-care, take a nice bath with sea salt, do something where for that two hours you're just recharging your own batteries. If you notice that your cell phones are not keeping a charge, 
or your computer, that can be a really good clue that energetically you need to recharge. Running out of gas, getting flat tires, lots of those are ways to get your attention that perhaps you need to slow down a little and carve out some time for yourself. Digestive disorders can be common with empaths and lower back problems. Um, Because of picking up on the energies, we tend to worry more. Because when you're getting all this stimuli and emotions that you're feeling from everybody all the time, you worry. Just one of the things that you do And so you really have to be aware of that and find ways to deal with it. I like the breath meditation. Calm, I think the word calm as I breathe in and my name as I breathe out. I had to do this because I had to go to the dentist yesterday. Yeah, I don't love the dentist. Yes, I'm one of those people that has the dentist fear. Mm -hmm. My girlfriend happened to be at the dentist at the same time, and she's like, well, maybe it's a past life thing. And I'm like, no, it's a this life thing. I've had some less than wonderful dentists, and because of that, I don't go. So, yeah, they had to harass me a little because, you know, I take my kids faithfully, but I don't go. And it's been longer than 10 years, let's just say. My teeth were in good shape, so yay me. But, yeah, the breath meditation helped me so much. Because, of course, I had to be in the chair a little longer getting my teeth cleaned because it's been a while. I don't recommend it, but I understand if you're like me. Okay, here's another one that you really have to be aware of. Always looking out for the underdog. Anyone who's suffering in emotional pain, being bullied, will draw our attention and compassion. We just want to rescue them. It's harsh because we just feel it and we just want to help, but we can't always. What if part of their journey, well, it is part of their journey and their soul contracts to have this experience and then we try to interfere. We can create karma for ourselves that we don't want. could also be an energy violation. Because if they're meant to have this experience, they're meant to have this experience, and you interfering or trying to help may not be good. On the other hand, check in. Maybe you are supposed to help. Maybe this person just needs you. See, again, it's conflicting. You really have to pay attention and decide if you want to open a door. If you want to open that door and help them, and it feels right and it feels good, do it. If you want to open the door and help them because you feel you have no choice or you feel, that one's tricky though, or you feel that they can't help themselves, that's not the right reason. Tune into yourself. Check. Is it a good idea? Is it going to be beneficial? And you know what? Sometimes it's just practice. You try and help and it doesn't land well. They're not interested. Then you know. And you'll know how that feels for next time. Because if you're supposed to help, it will have a different energetic signature to it. Empaths often are the natural counselors. Others want to tell their problems to you, even strangers. You can become a dumping ground for everyone else's issues and problems, and this is, again, where you have to decide if it's in your best interest to help or just to be that sympathetic ear. Because if you take on everybody's stuff and then they go merrily along and you are sitting with it, it's not beneficial, is it? And you know what will happen if you continuously do that? You'll start to gain weight as an energetic protection from all the energies. So learning to say no as a complete sentence is huge for empaths, huge. Saying no without explaining why. 
really, really hard to do, but it's important to do it. Being tired a lot from taking on too much stuff and energies from others, having trouble sleeping. I love selenite for when that happens because selenite will help you stop the chatter in your mind. If you're an empath, you need a creative outlet. Singing, dancing, acting, drawing, writing, any of those. I like writing. I also dance around my house a lot. I have found in the last few months, again, there's such big shifts going on. I'm way more drawn to music. I need the music sometimes. Not all the time because I do love that deep silence. But for inspiration and motivation, I have created a few playlists and it helps so much. Empaths, you're going to love being outside and around animals because they have no hidden agendas. You don't have to worry if the cat's lying to you. (laughs) You know the cat's not, (laughs) right? And you'll just find that being out there resets your energy, recharges. Huge. Hug a tree. That need for solitude, that need for just complete silence, where you can just be alone with your thoughts and your energy to recharge it. If you don't get quiet time, you will get cranky and snappy. And if your life is so crazy busy right now that you can only carve out 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it is, You need to take that time to consciously, with awareness, and choosing it and saying, okay, I'm having this 10 minutes to myself, the end, nobody bother me. It will recharge. Um, Boredom can be a huge, huge problem for empaths. We like to be, you know, have the stimulus. We like to be interested in what we're doing. Empaths have a hard time staying in a job that bores them. Monotonous. Yeah. Something that's mundane. We do like um, schedules, but we can get bored with doing the very same thing over and over and over. So just really be aware of that for yourself. Or you just end up daydreaming and doodling. I'm certainly guilty of that. I love it. Um... You like the truth, no matter what it is. And it's because it's got the energetic signature that you like. Lies, manipulation, they have their own energetic signature that kind of offends you. And we have to be aware not to take it personally. Again, lots of people just don't even know they're doing it. It's become a pattern in their life. It's just part of who they are. So you get to choose whether you hang out with them or not, right? And if you have to minimize contact with some people, it could even be family members, just know that you're doing it for a good reason and understand that reason for yourself. Clutter. Clutter will drive you crazy. Yet at times you will find you do attract the clutter or create the clutter as an energetic protection. I know I, lucky me, because I've created this business and it's doing so amazingly well, I have people trying to steal it. Yeah, I don't know why either. Like seriously, people, create your own. You can never be me. And it's weird to me. I don't get it. And I always know when it's coming because I'll dream it. I just had one a couple nights ago, so I'm waiting to see what happens with that. And then um, I will find that I will have clutter in my office. I do right now. My office where I'm doing this show is cluttered. It's got books everywhere, projects I'm working on, and I know I'm doing it because something's up. And it's just someone being lazy. They don't want to do the work themselves to create it, so they just want mine. It's not going to work, people. 
back off. It's never worked for them yet. This is why I have uh, Psychic Cowgirl trademarked. I had to trademark it a few years ago because someone tried to take it. Really? We get offended by that because it just seems so unnecessary, right? Like, you know what? If you truly want it, make me an offer. Don't play these other manipulated games. Um, So when you create something that's really amazing, you have to be aware of this, that you will feel if someone's trying to steal it and it will offend you and make you mad. And you have to work through it and figure out how you want to handle it. Energetic protections, having the mirrors so that they face back towards the people sending you the energies that aren't so good is highly effective. I use it a lot. Um, Okay, I just need to check the time because I am doing the chakra cleanse at the last 12 minutes of the show. Okay, we still have some more time. Empaths make excellent listeners. This is why people want to come and unload their problems to you because you're great at listening to them, acknowledging that they're feeling what they're feeling because you know what that's like. Empaths also tend to be private. You're not going to talk as much about yourself unless it's to someone you really trust. You love to learn and know about others, and you genuinely care. Again, that's why people will come and tell you all their problems and secrets, because you genuinely care, and they can feel that. So this one always entertains me, the ability to feel the days of the week. Can't you? So when you're trying to figure out what day of the week it is, how many of you walk to the calendar to look, or do you just feel it? Look for the energy of what day it is. Because days of the week have energies. Check. If I asked you, what day of the week is today? How many of you do an energetic reach out, like an energetic feeling, like a touch? Oh, yeah, feels like Wednesday today. At the same time, we can get distracted and overwhelmed and have no idea what day of the week it is and have to go look at the calendar. Again, that's a cue that you need a little bit of self-care. How about sensing the energy of food? You know, when something is starting to go bad and sometimes it's a smell, but sometimes it's that feeling like, "Mm, I don't think so. I muscle test food a lot. I do have a wheat allergy, and so I can eat some things that are very chemically processed, and it's no problem because, well, there's not much energetic signature of the original wheat, And sometimes I can't even eat that. So if, you know, it's one of those days where I still want a sandwich, like the energetic signature of how that would taste and feel is just so much. So I will muscle test and check if that's okay for me that day. And sometimes it's yes and sometimes it's no. Food cravings, right? Oh, today you just want that steak. It would just be the best thing ever ever, or Chinese food, or something, that's a sign you're an empath, because you're craving whatever energy you perceive that food to have. Kind of cool, hey? And some people, that's why they choose to be vegetarians. I am not one of them, because of the energetic vibration they feel. And I don't have any problem with vegetarians. If, it's, if that's how you are in this world, all the power to you. Just don't preach at me because I'm not interested. So if you're an empath, you can at times appear moody, shy, aloof, disconnected. And depending on how you're feeling that day is the face that you will show to the world. It's 
another way to look at this is depending on how you're feeling that day is the clothes you will choose to wear. Being empathic, you're just a lot more sensitive to that, even the colors you're wearing, how you want to do your hair, if you want to put adornments in and stuff. It's, it's all about how you're feeling that day. And if you're empathic, you will be way more in tune to it. So the point is to honor that, trust that. Indulge that, if you will. Um, You can be prone to mood swings and quite bitchy if you take on too much negative energies. An empath will, again, appear aloof and not sociable, but that could be because that day you've just taken on too much energy and you just can't deal. So you're kind of blocking. Empaths also have the ability to be invisible when they want to. How often does that happen to you? Where people just, oh, I didn't even see you there. And you're like kind of giggling to yourself because it's one of those days where you just want to retreat and hibernate. It's true. An empath detests having to pretend to be happy when they're sad. You will find that you hibernate, like I just said. You just, you know want to be alone, you just couldn't possibly deal with people. Now, if you work in a job where that's not possible, you have to find ways to navigate that. Again, zip your chakra. Zip, 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 zip. You need to know key things that will help you elevate your vibration when you need to. Whether, again, it's a song and dancing, you know, two-minute dance party in the back room, um, bathroom, you know, may seem weird if you get caught, but if it's going to elevate your mood, sometimes a cup of tea, find those things. Empaths will tend to snack a little more, too, and it's because they're trying to find something to elevate themselves, and you need to be aware of this. And if you're reaching for the snacks, because you really just want some sweetness, because you're feeling crusty, know that. doesn't mean you don't have the snacks. It means you know why you're having the snacks. When there's global things happening and you're empathic, be sure to zip extra. Because when you can feel everything and everybody gets affected by it, it can be really hard. Sea salt baths, even if you are not someone who loves baths, Put sea salt in your shower. Sea salt cleanses cleanses your energy. It's a natural cleanser. It's amazing. Okay, so those were a few things to um, be aware of if you're an empath. We're down to just the last 11 minutes. So I hope this all helped you to understand yourself a little better and we're going to do the chakra cleanse now. And there is no show next week. I will be doing a replay because I have plans. But I will be back live the week after that. So have a great day and enjoy the last few days of January. And let's see what exciting things February brings us all. This is a meditation to balance and cleanse our chakras. I'd like you to sit up straight. Have your feet flat on the floor. Nothing crossed. Give yourself a nice breath in and out. I would like you to visualize or imagine deep, thick roots growing out the bottom of your feet, deep, deep into Mother Earth. Feel yourself grounding and connecting with Mother Earth with those deep, thick roots. Nice breath in and out. Now, imagine or visualize a white ball of energy coming up from each of those roots into the bottom of your feet. Visualize or imagine those balls of light traveling up your leg. You may feel a warm, tingling sensation. Move those balls of light up your leg, through your shin, Past your knees, up your thighs, 
higher, higher, and then both balls of white light are going to join together at your root chakra, at your pelvis. Your root chakra deals with feelings and energies of having the right to be here. The root chakra is symbolized as red. I want you to imagine or visualize a red ball. Symbolism is personal, but I want you to have something that you're focusing on. So if it's a red ball, I want you to start spinning it until it's bright, shiny, shiny red. Right now it may look cloudy or dirty. It may be really big or it may be really small. I want you to spin this ball of energy until it's shiny, bright, sparkly red, spinning, spinning. The root chakra deals with energies of money, career, home, needs, and possessions. So it's really important to have this one balanced. I want you to spin it, spin it, spin it until it's bright and shiny. If you are having trouble visualizing or imagining, Archangel Raphael will be there to help you. Archangel Raphael is also going to vacuum away all the cruddy energy that comes off your chakras. So spinning, spinning, spinning. We like to give this one a really good cleanse. Spin it just a smidge more. Fantastic. You are doing great. Okay, now this one is all shiny clean and it's in your body. Again, there's no way to do this wrong. Now, I want you to move up to your sacral chakra, which is located midway between your pelvis and the base of your spine. This one's an orange ball of light. I want you to spin that one. This is where we have our feelings and emotions. Let's spin that one until it's bright, shiny orange. This is where we are able to set boundaries when we have this one balanced feeling joy. Let's really spin that one and give it a nice big cleanse. Spinning, 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 spinning. For all of us that have trouble saying no at times, you can feel why it would be important to have this one balanced. Excellent. Give it a few more spins until it's bright, shiny orange. You guys are doing fabulous. Okay, now that that one feels good, move up again to our solar plexus chakra. This one is the yellow one. This one is where we can make choices. We set our intentions through this one and have our will to do things. It involves self-direction, self-esteem, and the power of transformation. So let's spin this yellow light until it's bright, shiny, and Sparkly clean. Spinning, spinning. Nice. Focus on spinning that one a little more. Perfect. I can feel all the energies flying off to be vacuumed away. We're going to feel so good after this. All right. So now that that one's all shiny, let's move up to our heart chakra. This one's green. This one deals with love, and I give, I care, forgiveness, generosity. So let's spin this heart chakra until it's shiny green and infused with sparkles. We want to have a pretty heart chakra. And spinning, 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 spinning. Fabulous. Keep spinning that one. You're doing great. Spin it some more. Feels like everybody's is nice and sparkly, shiny. Okay, great. Now, if that one's back in place, let's move up to our throat chakra. This one is blue. We're going to spin that ball of light energy until it's shiny. This is the one where we have expression, where we listen, where we can communicate. It's all about using our voice. So let's spin, spin, spin this one. We can communicate clearly. Spinning, spinning. Fantastic. 
If you find that your throat chakra feels out of balance often, grab a sodalite or a lapis lazuli. Those stones will really help with that. I wear them when doing the radio show. It's really, really helpful. Okay, let's spin that one just a little bit more. You're doing fantastic. Okay, now that that one's all clean, let's move up to our third eye chakra located in our foreheads. This one has to do with telepathy, intuition, imagination, visualizing, all that good stuff that you've been doing. So this one is the darker purple color, and we're going to spin it until it's very sparkly. Nice. Keep spinning. Our intuition's located here, so we like to have this one clean so we can get our messages right. Keep spinning. Excellent. Spinning, spinning. Perfect. Kate, now that it's nice and shiny, clean, deep, deep purple. I see a lot of yours as deep, deep purple. Beautiful. Okay, let's move up to our crown chakra located at the top of our heads. Now this one is a pale violet, or you might see it as clear. We're going to spin that ball of light until it's bright, shiny, clean, and sparkly. This is where our psychic and intuitive abilities can be found. Our faith, our connection to the divine, ability to trust life, values, ethics, courage. Lots of stuff happen in this crown chakra. So let's spin that one until it's really, really clean. Excellent. Great, you guys have been working on this. This one was pretty clean. Okay, so let's put that one where it's supposed to go. And remember, there's no way to do this wrong. Just the act of listening to my voice and doing this exercise will create the energies and it will happen. It's as simple as that. Let's visualize or imagine that ball of light again, just right above your, your head. And then you're going to move it down, down through your face, down through your neck down through your chest, down through your to your pelvis. That ball of light is going to break into two, and each ball of light is going to go down your thighs, past your knees. You're going to feel refreshed, able to focus. You're going to have a lot of clarity after this meditation. Continue sending that ball of light through your, past your knees, down your shin, and out the bottoms of your feet, and ground you deep, deep, deep into Mother Earth. And then you can bring your awareness back to the room, back to your body. Meditation is about doing what feels natural to you. You're letting the energy do the work. It takes a little trust, takes a little faith. But if you practice it, you can come back to this meditation anytime and replay it. Have an excellent day. You've been listening to Psychic Cowgirl Radio with your host, myself, Shannon Lackman. If you'd like to learn more about me, and what I offer, please go to my website, www.psychiccowgirl.com. All my sessions and services are listed there. If you would like to get a deal, tell me that you've listened to the radio show and use the code word, how about, use the code word Raphael, and you will automatically get 20% off because I will know that you've been listening to the radio show. I wish you all a most excellent day. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.